0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Fear does not
1: exist in this dojo. No. That's it. Hey. the not exist in
0: this dojo. does it? No. That's it. Hey. Does not exist in this dojo. does it? No. Hey, That's it. No, say, say. Fear does not exist in this dojo. Does No Santa. Pain does not exist! And this does it! No Santa. Defeat does not exist! Hi, everyone, it's 10 o'clock, you know what time it is, it's time for the majority decision, coming to you live from the great state of Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Greg, the true co-host of this show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. Thank you for tuning in and listening live. want to give you an invitation to hit us up and follow us on Twitter. Majority MMA. Like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And if you're a fan of the show, we want to encourage you to please subscribe to the automatic download on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and all of those great podcast mediums. Let's get right into it. Last night, the UFC came to us from. Brisbane, Australia, and, man, I tell you what, this was one of the better cards top to bottom in quite some time. What do you think overall about the night of fights?
1: Man, I loved it so much that uh, I'm watching a replay of the prelims right now, and uh, the women all put on a good show. Everybody just put on an awesome show. The Aussies had a really great showing last night. And uh, those guys come a long way. I think a lot of them uh, had great comeback wins or just wins in general. So, man, I I thought it was a good card, good fights. Everything went good.
0: Yeah, it was a great night of fights ov- overall, man. Top to bottom, I thought the crowd was a good crowd. Um, I, I thought everybody really fought good fights, man. Uh, I, I saw the main card and... Good fights, top to bottom. Let's go. Let's get right into it. Um, Beck Rawlings, or Rawlings, excuse me, gets the win over Co Ham. Uh, interesting fight. Gets a couple of thirty twenty sevens. I don't know about that. I, I think Rawlings got the win. Twenty nine twenty eight was how I had it. But this was a good fight. I thought Rawling, um, Rawling Beck, really did a good job of. Uh, Making her punches count, and Ham did a good job of uh, of staying with it and pushing the pace. Uh, there for a while, I was thinking that Ham might get the upset and might be able to outpoint her, but uh, Beck held off and and gets that decision win.
1: Yeah, the uh, the I I agree with you. I again just got through watching that fight again. The thirty twenty seven, um, I didn't see it that way. I said, you know, twenty nine twenty eight. I can see it. But uh thirty twenty seven I didn't see it. It was a good fight, you know. But, I mean, it, it was a good fight. It was, it was action-packed. And, uh, I again, I don't think there was one fight on this card that wasn't action-packed. Then they went to the light heavyweight division. James
0: Tahuna making his return to the UFC after a little bit of a, a, of a time away.
1: And Can I just not you too well Jay, I, I just wanted to correct you real quick. James Tehuna didn't make his return to the UFC. He made his return to the canvas. <laughs> oh, my man. God.
0: Steve Bossie, who doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, man. You haven't you have <laughs> made it if you don't have a Wikipedia page. And Steve Bossy right. doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, but... He didn't need a Wikipedia page to uh knock out James Tahoon. I was uh I was kinda of pulling for the guy. You know, he, he um Ah, man.
1: Yeah, I was I was pulling for James Tahoon too, I'm not gonna lie. And uh you know, I, I knew of Steve Buscemi coming in. I just didn't think he would – he I didn't think if he did win he was gonna beat him like that. I just I just didn't see it, but uh then we hadn't seen James Tehuna in so long but then after he got knocked out i remembered James Tehuna. so i was like okay i maybe i expected too much so yeah. um yeah yeah it was just he, you know it was a great knockout man but he hit the he just hit so hard in that knockout i could you know i couldn't believe he went out that quickly but uh, it wasn't shocking when he went out
0: no, yeah, the punch was right on the button and yeah, man, I was thinking the same thing. I, I, I'm looking at Tune. I'm thinking, you know, man, you know, this guy's from what I remember, he's a pretty solid fighter, but then after he got knocked out uh, and they started talking about the fact that that was his fourth loss in a row, then I remembered that, yeah, man, he, he had a good run early on in his UFC career, but the last several fights did not go very well for him and tough night for Tough night for Tahuna. Uh nine two nine four seven seven one zero seven seven is the number. If you want to give us a call, we always want to give you an opportunity to do that. And uh I don't I don't necessarily want to go um you know fight for fight on this one, but uh somebody who really uh, impressed me was uh Jake Matthews. I thought I thought he fought a fought a pretty pretty good fight against Johnny Cage. Johnny that Cage. That was what a what great you, fight, man.
1: It? That was a great fight, man. That was one of my favorite fights of the night. That could have gone either way at any point in time, but Matthews uh you know, Matthews Matthews pulled it out and then got the finish, which was even better. He just kept going for the kill and really he probably could have just he could have ironed out a good decision on that one. But uh but but finished the fight, man. Him finishing the fight made that fight even better than it already was. That it's just, it was just awesome. You know, last time, you know, you saw a lot of the Australian guys, they just didn't do so well compared yeah. to a lot of the talent. And you can just tell a lot of them have come a long way. And it was just, it was just awesome to see a lot of those guys win, you know, in front of their hometown crowd.
0: Yeah, without question. And, and you're right. A lot of those guys have really come a long way. And, and Jake Matthews, I think, Man, this is a talented guy. He's only 21 years old. Right. And he's on his fifth fight in the UFC and is looking at a 4-1 record. So uh, Johnny Coach slouch. not at all. Very experienced fighter. Uh, 27 27 fights, I think,
1: total in his career
0: at only age 26.
1: These guys have a a good future ahead of them. Exactly. That's a fight you're going to see again later on down the line in the uh, top rankings. I just have a feeling. Yeah,
0: I agree with 100% on that one. Um, taking a look at the co-main event, and man, Neil Magny, wow. If he didn't earn your respect after that fight, with Hector Lombard, I I don't know what the guy has to do. I mean, he fights
1: fights five times a year. Whose respect has he not earned? I I don't even understand. Whose respect has he not earned? That guy earned my respect last year when he took a fight every three to four weeks for the whole year. I was like, oh, my god. Man, this guy, and and he didn't even seem like he got tired till you know the last one he took. He took that last one, but he did he did everything he was supposed to do in that deal. He he used his length. He first off he weathered the storm, and you know we we all knew Hector Lombard. You know him going into later rounds. You know after just trying to drop bombs on people, was kind of suspect. He tried to put his judo into play. You know, I always talk about he never does that, but he couldn't finish Neil Magny, and uh, that came to bite him in the end.
0: Do you think some people were making a, a little bit of a deal about the finish or, or the non-finish in the first round? And and I could Second I round. could see I could see. If the ref would have stopped it, I probably wouldn't have been like, oh, he shouldn't have stopped it. But I think the ref, to his credit, came back in the second round and then gave Hector Lombard plenty of chances to survive the second round. And, of course, like you said, Lombard in the third. I mean, the second
1: round, he was done. The second round, he was done. Yeah, the second round he was done, right? Magny, you know, everybody said, well, you could you could have stopped the fight. Magny was still trying to get up, still trying to move. Yeah, right. He was scrambling. He, he, I mean, he was he was making an effort to intentionally defend himself. You, yeah. You know, at first I thought they were going to stop the fight, but the ref gave him the benefit of the doubt because he had his hand up, you know, and yeah. he and he was trying to move. Now, the second round, when he takes Hector Lombard's back, flattens him, flattens him, okay? When you look at Neil Magny next to Hector Lombard, it looks like a person standing next to a child because so, Hector Lombard is just such a short, stout guy. Gets his hooks in, flattens him, and just starts pounding on him. I thought he was going to try to finish him with a choke. I guess he was mad at him. Because he just kept hitting them and hitting them. And heck of a Long, even if you're putting your hands up there, you're still taking some of those shots. You can't move. You can't really defend yourself. That fight's over. At one point, he even looked at the ref like, really? You're just yep. going to let me sit here and keep hitting this guy? I thought they should have stopped the fight then. I think that went on a little too long. Right? And then they wait for him in the third round. Neil Magny puts on a uh, a triangle mount, which Hector Lombard's not getting out of. And, you know, Neil Magny hits him a few times, then they stop the fight. Man, they should have stopped that fight. I, I don't even know how the guy was still, you know, I don't even know if he was still there when he walked out for the third round.
0: Yeah, I, I think he was absolutely done. And I, and I agree with you. I think the fight absolutely could have been stopped. And one of the major differences between the first and, and the second round, other than the fact that Magny was still very active in getting up, even though I think he was a little loopy. Um, he, he took some yeah. shots to the back of the head, too.
1: Yes, he did. And and yes, I think did. that
0: and he took – and and really, in truth, I think he took more than just a couple of shots to the back of the head. So
1: oh, yeah. For the ref to kind of yeah, and he was those, mad I think, too.
0: I think that's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, he was kind of mad, too. You tell walking back – walking back just going to the first round, he was kind of angry about something. And it might have been the fact that he got hit a lot in the back of the head, and I don't think Hector Lombard was ever warned or penalized for it. And if he mm-hmm. was warned for it, he was, you know, it, they should have stopped the action. Herb Dean, I've seen him, you know, you warn somebody twice and they keep doing it, he stops the action. You don't get that position anymore, you're done. Right? Yeah. You, you know, you you lose that position, the other guy gets to recover because you're not allowed to hit, you know, in the back of the head like that. So, uh, poor refing all the way around. A great job, Neil Magny. You know, for coming back because obviously the ref wasn't going to do his job in that fight.
0: So I think I think with that win, I think you've got to you've got to give Neil Magny a top five guy at the welterweight division. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think giving him someone outside of the top five, if I'm Magny, uh, I, you know, if they call me with someone outside of the top five, I'm doing my best to say, no, uh, give me somebody in, the, in in that top five. Because like I was saying earlier, I mean, the, the guy has proven, he, he shows up to fight every time they call him. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, the the most active welterweight in the division, you know, and there are some great great fights for him in that top five. I mean, and you know, Stephen Thompson, Rory McDonald are oh, taken, yeah. but you got you got Carlos condy, you got Johnny Hendricks, you got Tyrone Woodley.
1: Tyrone um, Woodley, yep.
0: Any one of those three guys would be a great great step up. For, for Magny, uh, and I would like to see any one of those. I'd really like to see him fight Condit. And I hope Condit doesn't retire. I hope he fights a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Condit will retire. I think he's going to take some time off, but uh, I would like to see Magny and Woodley. That's. Uh, I'd like to see that fight. I think that fight would be interesting. I yeah, watch just... uh, James DeHuna kiss the canvas again. That's uh, that was horrible. That was horrible watching that a second time. That was even worse. (laughs) My God. But uh, speaking of kissing the canvas. Yes. Oh man.
0: The main event.
1: Moving on to the main event. Well, he didn't really kiss the canvas. I mean, you know, here's here's you know, I'll tell you something, man, about the instinct of a fighter. Right. We talked about this when Holly Holm went to sleep punching right, the instinct of a fire, Frank Mir gets knocked down and basically immediately pulls open guard. But yeah. doesn't have any idea where he is, but his head is up. You notice his head never hit the canvas? So at first I thought, well, maybe they stopped that too soon. But, I mean, the ref had time to walk over there, look at his eyes and was like, no, 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 he's not going to move. And uh, of course, Mark Hunt made the walk. And typically, when Mark Hunt makes the walk, he's pretty much told the ref, "Hey, uh, I just did your job for you."
0: Yes, Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt called that fight. Mar-
1: Mar- Mark Hunt calls all of his own fights. I think I watched BJ. I watched BJ Penn do it once to uh, Sean Shirk totally put him away with a knee, and then walked off. I think he yelled, that's it, or something like that, because it was right at the bell, and they called the play. And uh, Sean Traver was done anyway. It didn't really matter. But uh, but Mark Hunt does it every time, man. He's like, he's like a baseball player who calls a home run, right, and then decides after he hits that home run, I told you, throws his bat and walks the bases. Because he just did such a fantastic job. You know what I mean? It's the craziest thing to watch. He does it all the time. He'll knock somebody out and look at him, and it's like he looks in their eyes and he sees them roll back in the back of their head, and he just walks off like ah, I don't need to hit you anymore. You don't need any more damage from my hand. That's uh, that's ridiculous, man. That's just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and some of the people on Twitter kind of had that same reaction that that you had. Oh, maybe it was stopped a little bit, a little bit early. But yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, Mir, it, it was all it was all on instinct, and no, no protest from Mir either. So uh, it yeah, he he was he, he was no, done. No,
1: well, no protest from Mir, But not only that, when Mark Hunt walked off, Mir didn't move. Mir yeah, never really right. looked at him or scrambled to move. Right? He was frozen in time. He, he, he was just frozen in that same spot. That's that's when I realized, man. I I think he's. <laughs> I hope he's not dead. You know, and you know <laughs> the, the, that's, that's that's a bad joke, man. Because I love Frank Mir. Man, I've been watching that guy fight for years and break people's arms and you know everything else he's ever done. You know, in the UFC and MMA and whatever else, but it, but Mark Hunt, man, I love Mark Hunt. I've been watching that guy for years, also. And it seems like he just, you know, he gets better as he gets older. And mere. I'm not sure uh, how well that guy can take a shot anymore. Somebody needs to take that finish
0: and dub over Jim Ross saying.
1: That killed him. That killed him. By God, that
0: him.
1: <laughs> Man, man, yo, Jim Ross, I believe was on uh, Michael Schiavella's show. Piping. The uh, God, what does he call that? Michael Schiavella has a the show. The Voice interviews people. The Voice. That's it. He was on there. That was uh, a that's, that's a good show. You, you haven't seen that one. Catch that one if you're a Jim Ross fan. The good one, Chevelle has always got good people on that show. Hey, quick! I just want to make a quick shout out. The reason I'm late, we're late tonight, is because I had to go see an old friend tonight. Shout out to Mister Jerry Wilson. I appreciate you. It was good to see you, brother. And uh, let's do it again. So I uh, had to had to go see an old friend tonight, and uh, so ran a little late, but I'm here now. And uh, we're talking about everybody who went to sleep and who got frozen in time. So I think uh I think Frank Muir Frank Meir's nearing I think Frank Muir's nearing the end. Well can I just say this about Mir?
0: When I looked at him and saw him, I thought to myself, Frank Meir looks like he's about to get knocked out. He looked he he looked in terrible shape to me. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe I'm overstudying, but he, he looked soft
1: He did, He didn't look like he usually does. Frank Camere just didn't look like he usually does, and he wasn't. He didn't, he didn't look like uh, he didn't have the same confidence typically. I mean, he didn't mm. look like the guy who came out and freaking planted Todd Duffy. did no, like not yet. at
0: all. No bounce in his step, seemed a little flat-footed. Um, you know, take nothing oh. away from Mark Hunt. But uh, no, Mir, no, to me, no, just no, looked no. awful. He, he looked he to did. me like he got straight off. Uh, he threw his McDonald's wrapper in the trash can before he walked out to the cage. <laughs> and that's so, never good.
1: So, so you're just saying we, talented got gold, guy. we got golden arches, Mir? That's what you're saying right now? Well, they, <laughs> have,
0: they have McDonald's <laughs> in Australia, don't
1: they? Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Absolutely, they do. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love Frank Mir, man, and you know to see him, I couldn't believe that he got knocked out the way he got knocked out last night. But you know, it happens. I guess it's the fight game. But I just, it was. Uh, Mark Hunt's speed was pretty. It's pretty ridiculous, you know, for a guy his size. And yeah. uh, I don't, I don't feel like Mir uh, really pushed to try to tie that up. I think he, he kind of gave Mark Hunt the time to really, uh, you know, get comfortable. And you know, you let Mark Hunt get comfortable. Eventually, he's probably going to hit you. And uh, then it's just whether or not you can take it once he does hit you.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just I just looked at Mir. The way he looked, the way he was moving, he just didn't look. He didn't look ready to fight to me. He looked
1: tired, yeah.
0: And it's a shame because, you know, he's a talented guy who is ending the end of his career. Brian Stan questioned, you know, and said, hey, maybe it's time for this guy to hang it up, put on a suit and tie, and come sit behind the deck. Because for those that don't remember, he used to do a lot of commentary in the WBC, and he was yes, very he good. he did. He, he was, was very good.
1: good. And that guy could chop up and dissect a freaking fight like it was. I mean, just just good commentator, man. Good guy, good guy. So, you know, maybe they All should uh, give him. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, heavyweight champion, right? Interim heavyweight champion. I mean, the guy's been around for so long. You know what I mean? We're never gonna forget Frank Mir. Not when it comes to no. MMA. Not when it comes to you know pioneers, and not when it, you know, not when it comes to great heavyweights. Did you
0: did you think it was? Did you notice first? Let me just say, did you notice? And if you noticed, did you think it was weird that when they labeled his accomplishments, they labeled him as interim heavyweight champion? But he he held the belt outright, didn't he? Before he the did before hold the, the belt.
1: motorcycle accident, he did. He was the champ before the motorcycle accident.
0: So I thought that was weird that they would label him interim champion, and I think they even announced him as former interim champion, and not. No, they, they announced him as heavyweight. former
1: heavyweight champion. Oh, okay. They announced him as I, well, I know former I know for sure Bruce Buffer's not going to make that mistake. He's been around a long time.
0: Well, I, I remember for sure, though, on the graphic that, that he was listed as former interim and with no mention of of being only a sole yeah, no, but, no.
1: but No, Frank Mir is a former heavyweight champion. And I think he broke somebody's arm to win that belt.
0: Yeah, Tim Sylvia. I'm, well, Tim Sylvia is on I'm the thinking,
1: He broke Tim Sylvia's arm and won that belt. And uh, <laughs> that that uh, that for Frank Mir was a heavyweight champion. And yes, he, afterwards he was a an interim heavyweight mm-hmm. champion. So so yeah, he he has held held the belt outright. Now he never lost it when he held the belt right? the motorcycle accident took it away from him. But uh you know, it it took him a while to come back and yeah, you know, when he got close he just uh, never never got back never got back there again.
0: Yeah, that man and that was all the way back in two thousand and four. Wow. Can you right. that? Fifty seconds. He, he he technical submission broke his arm. Tim Sylvia wanted to yeah. continue fighting, too, Yeah, he did. with his arm just I mean, dangling.
1: Yeah. When you watch that in slow motion, you see where Tim Sylvia's arm just pops, and it is pretty disgusting. <laughs> because you're, you you got to imagine that, right? A guy as heavy as Frank Mir hanging onto your arm, and it breaks like that, you know yeah. that hurts because he is huge. Right, Tim Silvia is big, but you know you got a guy as big as you doing that to you. I mean, that's that's crazy, man. That's crazy, and that's that's what I always respected about Frank Mir. If you don't tap, he's going to take it with him. He's going to take it with him. That's that's. Uh, I think that's when I really found a whole new respect for Frank Mir. Most guys would let go in that situation. He'll just hold on to it till it breaks. He did the same thing with Noguera. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, everybody's like, well, you didn't have to break his shoulder, but, you know, No Garrett should have tapped. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I love No Gary, He's a legend, but No Garrett should have tapped. Being a legend, you should have said, hey, and live the fight another day, right? But he didn't. He got his shoulder shredded on national TV. And, uh, hey, you know, that's, that's a warrior, man. He's a warrior. He went out that way, but, I mean, He took it with him, man. That was a beautiful grappling exchange, and then he got the arm and he took it with him. It was nice. So all props to Frank Mir, whatever he decides to do, I'll always be a fan.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I I wonder where this, I mean, obviously Frank Mir drops. Mark Hunt may or may not move up a little bit. You know, as I was thinking about, you know, just the outcome of the fight, in the age of both of those guys, you know, Mark Hunt's made a lot of money. Frank Mears made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I see those guys climbing that ladder and, and getting a title shot again. Um, so I guess.
1: I think maybe we'll see uh, it one more time for Hunt, maybe.
0: You think? I, I mean, I'd love to see it. At 42
1: years old, Mark Hunt, Yeah. walk up, knock out knock his up. way, all the way back up to another title shot. Yeah, hey, I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. Maybe, maybe he gets close, or maybe he gets a phone call because somebody falls out. You know, if he gets, maybe if he wins one more, right, then they go, hey, you know, they call, uh, they they call Mark Hunt because you know somebody fell out or something like that.
0: Yeah, and, and if anybody has a puncher's chance,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's Mark Hunt. It's Mark Hunt, right? Definitely.
0: Definitely. So to kind of close out our last ninety seconds here, so they so they they had the infamous UR Fight card tonight. So for I oh, think did they really 12, that was
1: tonight? What was yeah. that pay per view? So for twelve
0: it was pay per view, I think it was like twelve dollars. God, who
1: paid for and
0: They did it. (laughs) They did it. (laughs) Rampage Jackson, Jackson, uh, Jim Ross on commentary, former WWE ring announcer Justin Roberts doing the ring announcing.
1: And uh, Roy Roy Jones Jr. knocking out a (laughs) bum. Nice. 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 So Son and Bisping, they do their grappling match.
0: It, it, they went to a draw.
1: Nice. Who did Severn fight?
0: Nobody. Tank Abbott couldn't pass the pre fight physical.
1: Couldn't pass the pre fight physical. It's probably because they found him at a buffet with, with a table full of empty beer pitchers. That's probably <laughs> why. <what. laughs>
0: he couldn't pass the beer can rule.
1: Well, anyway, that's going to
0: wrap it up for this edition of the majority decision. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back here on Friday night.